Now to the other developing story as we're on the air tonight. The news coming in and the disappearance of Gabby Petito, the coroner now out with their finding. The autopsy confirming the body found in Wyoming is the 22-year-old who went missing. In Florida tonight, police have now resumed the search for her missing boyfriend while 500 miles away. Authorities are studying this image captured on a wildlife trail camera. The sheriff not ruling out that it could be Brian Laundrie, the person of interest. ABC's Trevor Alt in Florida. Tonight, the FBI confirming a body found in Wyoming's Grand Tetons is Gabby Petito. The cause of death still pending final autopsy results, but the coroner finding this is a homicide. A cross of riverbed stones now marking the site where Gabby was found. Today in Florida, investigators poring over alligator and snake infested marshland, renewing the manhunt for Gabby's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. Drones flying overhead. ATVs and canine units weave through that 25,000 acre nature reserve where Laundry's family told officials he may be. The terrain's very difficult, essentially 75% of it's underwater. 500 miles away, an Okaloosa County trail camera capturing this image Monday. The sheriff not ruling out it could be Brian Laundry, but so far they've searched the area and found nothing. I love the van. Laundry and Petito had been on a cross country road trip. Brian returning home to Florida without her, but never reporting her missing. Now authorities facing growing scrutiny over how the sole person of interest in Gabby's disappearance was able to vanish himself. From the beginning, this has been a tragedy of errors. You didn't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to search through the swamp. Where were the cops? They should have surveilled it. It's not against the law. While investigators raided the Laundry family home Monday, police have stressed Brian is a person of interest, but not a suspect, because until now, there was no crime. The lawyer for the Laundry family advised them not to talk to authorities. And also under fire, the officers in Utah who responded to a fight between the couple during their road trip last month. The police report says Gabby tried to slap Brian. He pushed her away, then she scratched him in the face, the officers separating them. What was it you were attempting to accomplish by slapping? But the witness who called 911 said Brian was the aggressor. We drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes. And Trevor Alt back with us live from Florida tonight. Trevor, last night here, the attorney for Brian Laundrie's family said that the family was going to speak today, but that didn't happen. No, it didn't, David. Late last night, that attorney scrapped those plans after he says he spoke with the FBI. He did just release a brief statement saying, may Gabby rest in peace. We've also heard from the attorney representing the Petito family. He says they will have a statement when Gabby is home. I should have recorded that whole <laughs> exchange. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elena. Well, Hi, I just introduced I, you. Hi, I'm Elena. Yes, concur. I concur. I'm Mom. And I'm Sherry, and this is Outline of a Murder. And uh, I wanted to, you know, introduce Mom in a special way for this uh, episode, even though it's part two. Normally we don't do this, but Mom is a person who stays up at night trying to figure out why people park in the driveway and drive on the parkway. You know, I'm, I have a question. Yes. I do think about things like that. Oh, but, okay. Because uh -huh. I wake up. Yes, yes. Do you not have sister ones or yourself? No. You have those? No. No. They're, mm -mm. they're, they're geared. Yeah. You, it, it's for you. Just take it. Yeah. You're fine. And now I've gave, given you, obviously, something that you can ponder regularly. Right. You know, because you 
probably pondered it before. Uh, now you can just have. really, you know, ponder it's that. out in the open. I yes. have pondered that before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, odd. what is that? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is a driveway a driveway? You're not driving. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, that's true. It should be a parkway. Mm-hmm. Like, who came up with that? Mm-hmm. Probably people to just torment people like us that wonder those things. Why is a carrot a carrot? Why Moving couldn't a carrot be an apple beverage section? Okay, apple. anyway, bartender Elena. <laughs> yes, yes, so, this so one what is this? Actually, has a name. It's called a creamsicle, and it Ooh. is a mimosa with a bit of heavy cream, and then I put a little something extra in y'all's. Why is yours smaller? Like strychnine, or? Of course not. It's um, vanilla, a little um, container of vanilla creamer. Anthrax? Oh, my word. Oh, my gosh. You know, it does sort of taste like a cream sickle. Does it? Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. I don't really This is my favorite sickles. so far. I love cream sickles. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you rating? Five, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give or, it a 4.5. Yeah. Yeah, at least four and a half, but I say You already five. said five. Yeah, yeah so you I have to give it back. Okay. Yes. What about you? I'll give it a four. That's good. Only okay, a four. very good. You don't like cream sickles, though. That's why. Right. Yeah. That's being generous. Mm. I will definitely have these. Uh, so keep all your notes and your recipes, because i got to put them on Instagram. Okay. And Facebook. Yeah, so you can follow us at Outline of a Murder. Outline of a Murder. Mm -hmm. Where you can find pictures. Yes, pictures, links. We have links to the videos, et cetera, in the show notes. But I have to get this live before we continue with Gabby Petito. So we get done recording yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there talking to, you know, Stephen and his nephew, that's the detective, and Mike's there. And so we're just talking about, you know, followers and future plans for the podcast and uh you know some of the things i'm learning from other true crime podcasters and how they aggressively advertise actually and he goes so have you gotten any emails you know on the website just out of the blue and i'm like well yeah we got um in fact we're doing two cases this this season that were suggestions and uh he goes oh and he has this weird look well i didn't connect the dots no so then i check my email like yeah i wonder if we got some emails you know and so i check it and I get this. It's sent from an Evitz. <laughs> not getting it dead. <laughs> Did then, you know right away it was no, him? No, I'm like, who the hell is named Evitz? And then the email address is Evitz, not to get a dead, <laughs> at AOL.com. There's a reason for that. And the subject is spousal abuse. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, no. I mean, you know, I'm not here to, you know... You need to call the cops if you're getting abused, right? Because we have resources for people on our website. But anyway, it says, I don't have much time. My verbally abusive wife is in the next room. She seldom cooks me Chex Mix anymore. She always wants me to perform my special, you know then? my special language skills at family gatherings. I'm not a circus monkey, you know. She calls me stupid a lot. Can you help? And then he has four question marks. I've tried yelling, Calgon, take me away, but I'm still here in the bedroom. She just threw my medicine at me. All caps, help me. And then I have, does this uh, submission look like spam? Report it here. <laughs> so I got it pretty much at the checks. At mix. The check I'm like, mix. That 
Because, you know, he talks backwards. And so, Evitz, you know, mm-hmm. and then the la- Anyway, it just, I was laughing so hard. And I always say, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's got some good ones. Mm-hmm. This was, I agree with you, it's second to the taco situation. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Yes. And then I had him, uh, you were in the room, but I had him talk backwards and people... It's just fascinating. He talks like an alien when he's and he just sentences. does it on the fly with yeah. no thought. Yeah, and it's that's... not really having him talk. You're no. making the the monkey dance. Yeah, <laughs> on command. Right, talk backwards. <laughs> Can you show everyone what you? Because it's fascinating. You don't ask. You command. Right. Oh. Yeah, it's a command. <laughs> but he does it. Right, he does. Yes. What a trooper. Okay, now, um, all the funnies aside, thank you for being our bartender this season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very good. Bubbly's is the theme. So, yeah. Okay, now we're at uh, September 15th, September 16th. That's where we left off. Now, on September 19th. So, remember, the last known sighting was August 27th. Mm -hmm. We're now at September 19th, and human remains were discovered at Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area in Wyoming, not far from where the van was spotted that was in the TikTok that I'll show y'all in a bit. Police had a pretty good idea of where she was because of the social media, the text, and then finding the van. Her identity was confirmed. The remains belonged to Gabby Petito. Her manner of death was blunt force injuries to the neck and uh, head, with manual strangulation three to four weeks prior to finding the body. So they couldn't really guesstimate, but that puts us at about the 27th. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking it was about three weeks before, no, yeah, about 21 days, a little over, uh, that she was killed. Uh, the, all, the death was even more disturbing, though, because they described the strangulation as throttling, and I didn't know this until uh, Gabby Petito's case. It's a technical term for strangulation using the hands. And then the blunt force injuries to the head. It makes me wonder if he was strangling her and banging her yeah. head in the oh. ground. And I want y'all, when we watch the videos and dissect it, I want y'all to notice his hands and, and tell me what you guys think. Okay, so it was violent. And uh, and she probably suffered. Now, this is the um, update where the police are telling us about her body being found. So let me get the microphone over there and we'll, we'll listen. Today, human remains were discovered consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito. Full Terrible. forensic identification has not been completed to com- confirm 100% that we found Gabby but her family has been notified of this discovery. The cause of death has not been determined at this time. We appreciate your continued support and patience as we work through this process. The vicinity around Spread Creek Campsite will remain closed to the public until further notice. This is an active and ongoing investigation, so we ask everyone maintain distance from law enforcement personnel and equipment. I would like to extend sincere and heartfelt condolences to Gabby's family. Joe and Tara and Tito Mm -hmm. and Jim and Nicole Schmidt. As every parent can imagine, this is an incredibly difficult time for the family and friends. 
Our thoughts and prayers are with them. We ask that you all respect the privacy as they mourn the loss of their daughter. In order to protect our investigative process and increase probability of successful prosecution should it be necessary, we have no additional comments. We appreciate your cooperation and respect for Gabby's family, loved ones, um, during this uh, difficult time. Thank you. Now, I thought he was either about to cry yeah. or real nervous. And you... He sounded broken up from the beginning. You can... Oh, I guess I need to put that back in front of my mouth. You can oh. see his face, and he was really struggling. At first, I wondered if maybe it was nerves, but uh -huh. I think he was pretty sad. Mm -hmm. And then she looks like she's about to cry back there. Yeah. I don't know if she was. The but, officer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, here's the thing that immediately stuck out to me. So you've got her gone for three weeks, three to four weeks, and usually with decomposition, uh, you don't know that whether it was with an instrument or a throttling, you know, like uh, because a lot of the tissue is gone, you can't tell. But you can tell if it's strangulation because the the bone that's broken sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that's the majority of the time, I believe, the hy hyoid is is broken. Uh, finger and um, handprints. Yeah, and you'd see the finger and handprints. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that um, killers press down with their thumbs. Mm -hmm. And um, but, you know, here she is three weeks later, and the evidence that he throttled her had to be pretty significant still. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I don't know if the weather conditions preserved her body. Or if it was so violent that they could tell and the decomposition was either slowed down or, again, it was so glaring there was no way to, you know. But it was August, right? Uh-huh. So but up in it Wyoming, really it's cold. cold. In August? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> I've been really? there at night. Yeah, me and Dad. <clears throat> I was like, do they ever wear shorts here? I mean, it was like 60s, 50s in the summer. I mean, it was cold. Really? So, yeah, mm. and I don't remember it ever really being hot when we were up there. So mm. Wyoming and, and Montana are pretty chilly. But anyway, so obviously it was very violent, and the evidence of the violent violence was there and if they knew that she had also had blunt force trauma again either the decomposition was slowed down or they could tell by the damage maybe to the skull and things like that i don't mm. know in the brain but maybe she didn't decompose as fast i mean if she was down like in more warm climates you know she probably would have been mostly gone but anyway and then the fact that scavengers i mean right it's shocking that they didn't you know that is interesting. Do you think he had her somewhere else? I don't while? know. I don't know. Because I, animals, you're in the forest, well, the And mountains. this is where she was found. And, uh, and a beautiful place. It is an absolutely beautiful place. And uh, so oh, yeah, the cross. That's the same place where he got antsy when they wanted to take him onto his camp. Remember? Oh yeah. And then when they figured out, he, you know, he figured out they were going. The first couple were going away from where he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, it's a sad thing, and um, horrific. He basically to kill her that way, stared into her face as he's strangling her, and High strangling sweethearts takes. Like tremendous physical strength. It's yeah. it's an isometric type deal. Like you're, in, it's not like you're pumping iron. You know what I mean? Like you have to hold 
uh, for anywhere from five minutes to 15 mm-hmm. minutes. It just depends. It's not as easy as people think, according to killers. I wouldn't know. I've never strangled anyone. But, you know, you hear mm-hmm. a first-time killers are like, man, you know, I kept just, you know, applying the pressure and I got tired and couldn't do it. So I decided to stab her or whatever. I watched a, a, a trial on TV and the prosecution said three to 15 minutes. And he did three minutes and it seemed forever. forever. I couldn't imagine and and just staring at her because like you, you, would think you within, supposedly love this woman, yeah. And you're literally beating the you know crap out of her with banging her head on the ground and strangling her. You'd think that too. Looking at them for that long, you'd have clarity sometime, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To stop. So he's obviously in a rage. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, they want Brian Laundry because the cops are okay. No one else did this. We know who did this. Where is he? And now this is what was interesting. So the minute before they even found Gabby Petito, the minute he went missing, I looked at Mike and I said, he committed suicide. Oh, yeah. I thought that immediately. And he said, why do you think that? I said, because he wants to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be embarrassed by a trial. He doesn't want it to come out how violent he was Mm -hmm. and what a um, crap bird he is. Yeah. He wants to control the narrative, and I've got proof of it. I'll show you guys later. But I was shocked. I watched, you know, like everything's breaking at this time. He's still missing. And you have people like John Walsh. I, you know, I highly yeah, respect right. Adam Walsh. You know, I remember when I was a kid and his son disappeared, how scary that was. And you've got like all these people, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's in Mexico. We suspect the family helped him run. And, and they're piecing together the mom being gone for two days, right? And, you know, like they helped him get away. I definitely think that, though. And I was looking at him, I'm like, no, John, you know, like I'm talking to the TV, he commits suicide. I guarantee it. He's probably out there somewhere in the Everglades. But I know, I do think they knew where he was. They may not have known that he committed, was going to commit suicide, but I think the parents knew where he went. And I, I, I mean, without knowing what other um, items you're going to bring to light about controlling the narrative, I believe that there's some guilt there too. Guilt, you shame. Mm-hmm. I think there could be shame. I don't know if he feels guilty. I think he feels what's called remorse. And remorse is more centered in it's impacted that person in a negative way. But isn't remorse, it's different from... True repentance. Regret. Yeah. And I think he regretted it, but I don't know if he had remorse. Yeah. Well, no. Remorse is actually, it can be a very selfish emotion. People don't realize that. Um, And where I get that from is... When and so I'm gonna you know pull out some Bible here so people haven't realized you know I'm Christian and so we're gonna pull that out when Judas Iscariot realized that he turned over an innocent man to be crucified uh, he was filled with remorse but then he killed himself uh. so remorse a lot of people can show it even mm-hmm. abusers and this is something that's really important for people to understand if they're in an abusive relationship. Remorse can be very dramatic. You can have the tears, the I'm sorry's, blah, blah, blah. But remorse is usually centered in how the offender's life has now changed because of their decisions. So it's remorse for them, not the victim. Yes, and they know that that now everything's going to change, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to stop it. And so they try to get the person to forgive them and then it happens again because if judas iscariot and the bible says remorse and when you look it up that's what it is in the greek if he had true repentance he wouldn't have committed suicide he would have gone to the lord and said i'm sorry 
And he would have, you know, because repentance has actual action. So people that are in dangerous relationships need to understand that remorse can appear very sincere. And, you know, like people think, oh, they have a change of heart or whatever. And then they beat you again, or they control you again, or whatever it is. So I feel he probably had remorse. He regretted killing her. He probably had some type of affection for her and wished he hadn't have done it. But I will show you guys at the end that what he was really feeling as far as sorrow is how he ruined his life. And he did not want people to know how bad he was. A lot of killers, even Sarah, we've done cases where they've killed themselves, mm-hmm. took the coward yeah. way out. Well, Israel Keys. Because they don't want to, that's what I was thinking of. They don't want to be embarrassed. Well, Israel Keys, the, he could have he cared less. Just, he, I mean, the only thing he cared about <clears throat> was his daughter not finding out that he was a serial killer yeah. until I think he could have killed himself. His killing of himself had nothing to do with guilt. No. It was to control the narrative. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. So I think that when I say control the narrative, laundry, the way he wanted to do that is he didn't want to appear again as bad and as evil as he was. You know what I mean? Get he some wanted sympathy. to, yeah, get mm-hmm. some sympathy and definitely control how he appeared in this situation. And if he didn't commit suicide, it was all going to come out yeah. and everybody was going to know. Yeah. So I think it was a controlling measure, which leads me to suspect how controlling and demeaning he was of her because he's showing typical uh, mental, emotional, gaslighting, demeaning, all of those signs that I don't think anybody recognized. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Gabby didn't either. The cops didn't recognize it. And you'll see how it comes off in the videos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but... <laughs> I called it. And uh, so on September 23rd, the U.S. District of Wyoming, because that's where it occurred, issued an arrest uh, warrant for laundry. Now, at this point, he's been gone at the minimum eight days at the maximum 10. And they charged him with unauthorized use of of Gabby's debit card. Uh, where he withdrawed $1,000 or more between August 30th and September 1st. You know, they do that, though, so they can gather evidence on the main Yeah, they want to arrest him and get him in there. Well, no, I mean, you know, finances, money, you you just don't do that. That's just wrong. But their thought would be fascinating. As a psychologist, not me, to be a psychologist their thought process and i'm wondering it's crazy if he killed her like part of me wonders if he lied to her about how much money he had mm-hmm. why do you why do you think that because he used her debit card but she was dead then i know right. but why didn't he use his own money he's leaving a trail so if you're a smart killer you don't uh, use yeah. the victim's debit card after but it's but, just interesting is like if he is as fake as i think he was you know, how fake was he to her? It could be that, and it could also be he wasn't thinking clearly. I mean, what did he have well, to I lose? I think it was just just take, taking one more thing from that. Oh, right, yeah. Poor right, girl. true. Yeah.
So the FBI also, there was, you know, footage of it, and the protesters were definitely there begging the family, please, you know, where is he? Please help us, you know, find Gabby. So at this point, Gabby's been found. They're still out there like, what's going on? What's happened? Shame that, on those parents. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so the FBI, they took homes, uh, took things from the home to match DNA to laundry in case they found him dead. So I'm thinking they probably suspected if he didn't run, he probably committed suicide. And uh, and then his parents continued to remain silent, except his sister decided to go ahead and have an interview. So she's interviewed on ABC News October 5th. Do you know her age? Um, she's young, probably in her 20s. Did the parents like know she was going to do that? I don't know, but she got on TV <laughs> and encouraged him, please turn yourself in. Do you think that was a ruse? No. Mm-mm. She was also critical of how her parents were handling the situation, and oh. she considered Gabby like a sister. So she's like, please, you know, like, what's happening here? Let's find, you know, Gabby, and let's find Brian, and let's let's get this all figured out. We got to know what he did to her, what happened. And uh, and then, of course, she got flack for it, you know, from uh, the family. But there, you know, she, she was just desperate. Now, two days before that interview, so that'd be October 3rd, no, after, I'm sorry, so October 7th, Laundrie's father joined multiple agencies in searching for his son, and they couldn't find him. The area of concentration was the T. Mabry Carlton Reserve Area in Sarasota County, Florida, and they were focusing on areas where laundry went quite a bit you know to so see you, if they could find him you think the dad didn't know yet that he'd killed himself or I don't he think thought the parents he didn't knew. so he was i don't think the parents they knew. just thought he was going to try to get away yeah i don't know if they thought that or not but that's what it looks like right and they found him near and i'm going to completely you know wreck this that name, name. Yeah. uh maya creek environmental park and uh what's ironic is you know they they find the remains um, eventually, but the sisters interview encouraging Brian to say, you know, what happened. He's already dead. So, oh. On October 20th, and this is where it gets a little bit murky, the parents were assisting or they had gone out alone to search. There's accounts that say both. I believe what they did is they notified police they were going to go look for him again. And they went to the Maya Kahachi uh, Environmental Park, and they found some items that looked like Brian's. Okay? So they found these items in an area that had previously been underwater due uh, to some flooding. Yeah. So the flooding recedes, and they find these uh, items. And I think I have a picture here. So they knew where he went. Well, I don't know. They were searching all kinds of areas. Or he knew many places he went. But they went there twice. The family went there twice. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, too. I don't know if they... I mean, they may have suspected that he was camping there. I don't think, personally, that they would have sent their son out to commit suicide. No, I don't think that. But they knew he was there. I they, think they yeah. send him out thinking he could have a fair shake of getting away. Mm-hmm. But they probably didn't know he was going to kill us. And freaked so. out because they didn't hear from him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they found these items, and this is an officer that has them in an evidence bag. And then this officer is telling them, we found some remains. Do you know what items they found? Uh, a few. Um, they did, found his journals, uh, like a notebook, which they were able to salvage. Um, I think they nice. found the backpack 
and you know inside mm. there were some of his his personal items um but anyway they they found the remains they had to turn those over to an anthropologist because at this point he's a skeleton wow yeah so in um water your skin just comes off so how many i'm sorry how many days well he went missing the 13th or 14th of september and this is now october, october. 20th oh okay. yeah so definitely over a month which is yeah, why i'm wondering fast. you know that's what a little over a month where Gabby Petito was yeah. gone for three weeks, but they were able to tell that she was throttled. So That's, the temperatures in mm-hmm. Florida, if you know, yeah. they're hot even yeah. in October. So bad. Right. Plus the water. So uh, they um, found that cause of death was a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Now, my question is, whose gun was it? Oh. And did the parents notice the missing gun? Well, it had to be the parents. Where else would he get it? Well, he could I mean, have bought a gun. Age, yeah. It could well, be yeah, his. but you have to have a record. There was no record he bought a gun. Well, I don't know if there was a record that he bought a gun. None of my research told me if he oh. had ever bought a gun. But I'm curious. Did they know? Like, did he have a gun? Because the first thing I would do is if I found out that my kid killed somebody, none of the weapons would be accessible in the mm-hmm. house, and I would want to know, son, do you have a weapon? Do you have a gun? Like, I would begin removing them because they're either going to kill someone else or they're going to kill themselves or they're going to take it on the run and get shot by police. So I would immediately want to know what whose gun was that. Or I feel because like that's they, rare. Or because they were traveling, too, though. Here's a gun, you know, I, I think for it, your safety. I mean, he may have already had the gun. And the family yeah. already had given it to. But here's where I wonder if he did have a gun, though, because, I mean, no offense to people that are environmentalists and they love, you know, yoga and art and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, tree huggers, they don't believe in having weapons like that. Well, I'm into art and do yoga and I, I have weapons. Yeah, but you're from Texas. That's Was a he totally a tree hugger? <laughs> they were. They were very, envi- like, whenever you'll see in the videos with the cops, he didn't want water in you know august temperatures so i've been to moab utah in august it's a hundred plus degrees and he didn't want water because it was in a plastic bottle and he doesn't believe in plastics so they were they were environmental conscious you know i also noticed she didn't wear any makeup which she was a beautiful girl but typically that's yeah and their clothing was definitely i mean i'm I'm old school i'm 49 you know hippish hippie-ish you know like they they were definitely connected to the earth and environmental causes and so Mm. him having a gun is interesting and that's why it makes me wonder if it was his parents gun because i just don't see him having one because typically and i could be wrong people that are environmental friendly they um, are very kind to the environment kind to others like she was for sure i just don't see her wanting them to have a gun either you know so they just don't like weapons they think that they kill people when it's actually people that kill people but right. that's that's right. their mentality is the danger that can be around one so it does it makes me wonder do they know the gun was missing hmm i, I still I, under, I see what you're saying uh that perspective but i think it was his gun it might have been. I don't know if yeah, there's any record. And someone if, would have said something. If someone knows or has heard, if he has had a, a gun, I'd like to know. Because, I mean, you have to have a background check. It would be in the you know database. And, but no one came forward saying whose gun it was. And I just don't know. Because a lot of cases, they come out and said he got a gun at this place, that mm-hmm. place. He probably didn't have it. It's probably yeah, the family's but, gun. 
I would think that they would identify whose gun it was and also say it was the parents' gun, too, because they're already right. crucifying the parents. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think it would come out somewhere. But it is interesting that there wasn't much um, thought or attention to the gun. Right. You know, there hadn't been a lot of information after it all happened. There hasn't. Makes me wonder what's happening now. Hmm. Is there a well, they case still it. going they with the parents? No, it's or, closed. Oh. And I don't think they're going to do anything with the parents, but there is a civil lawsuit. Yeah, I think the parents should go to jail. Absolutely. I do, too. I mean, again, I understand that's your hmm. kid. But someone died. But at the same time, someone that's died. Their right to keep silent, unfortunately. Well, I think it's murder, a great it right. But to me, it's like, okay, your son doesn't have to talk. I agree. But you guys need to help find this girl. Yeah, I agree. And you yeah. need to do something. And even if you get the information from him and then you call the police, I don't care. Your son's already doomed. He's going to go to jail mm-hmm. or he's going to kill himself or you're never going to see him again. So do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying wrong. is, is they didn't break a law, unfortunately. No, they didn't. Yep. Yep. Well, they, didn't. they should get what they get. Unless they can prove they covered up. If they helped him get away, they need to go to jail. They can go to jail for that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Maybe I that's agree they should it. go to jail. No, no, I'm, that saying, they didn't. I'm saying that would be the crime. That yeah. might be why we don't hear a lot. Or any more details? But it's closed. It's closed. Yeah, yeah but yeah, the lawsuit it. towards the parents mm. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's pretty fresh. But let me play this video from the FBI. Yeah, can you turn it? Off? Has confirmed that the human remains found at a Northport, Florida park Wednesday belong to 23-year-old Brian Laundry. The Denver Division wrote in a press release on Thursday that medical examiners used a comparison of dental records to positively identify the remains. Prior to the announcement of the discovery, people confirmed that the Sarasota County Medical Examiner's Office and a cadaver dog were called to the scene to assist authorities. Laundry was named a person of interest in the disappearance of his fiance Gabby Petito. The couple had spent the summer traveling across the country in a white van together, documenting their adventures on YouTube along the way. But on September 1st, Laundry returned to his parents' home in Florida without Petito. Ten days later, her family reported her missing. For the first week in the search of the 22-year-old woman, the Laundry family refused to cooperate with authorities, directing all questions to their attorney. On September 13th, Laundry's parents alerted investigators that their 23-year-old son was last seen on September 13th, after he allegedly left their home to hike in the nearby 25,000-acre Carlton Reserve. Authorities then launched a search for laundry in the nature preserve, in some areas wading through waist-deep snake and alligator-infested swamps. The reserve is connected to the environmental park where laundry's remains were found. On September 19th, Petito's body was discovered in Grand Teton National Park. Her death was ruled a homicide by the county coroner, who said she died from strangulation. Laundry was never charged with Petito's death or disappearance, and a suspect for those Crimes has not yet been named. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> now, one of the things they found, and I showed you guys this picture earlier, it is the camping picture of Brian Laundry and that notebook right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the items of interest they found was that notebook and, uh, let me was that his or hers it was his so here's his writing so even though it had been submerged they were able to preserve that's perfect uh his his writing wow now um i thought i had the notebook contents up and i don't okay so basically this is what he said 
and y'all can read it because it's online. Basically, he wrote in the notebook that they were at the Grand Teton Park and that she fell and hurt herself so bad and that he kept trying to help her, but her pain was getting so intense that she was crying and she was screaming in pain. And so um, she kept begging him to please put her out of her misery. And so he then killed her uh, out of mercy. Environmentalist. No. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say he committed suicide to control the narrative. And obviously, you know, the, the, you know, people that heard that thought that was the most ridiculous thing they had ever heard. Exactly. That that's not what happened. And he could have easily put her in the van and driven her to a hospital. Exactly. I will say at least he did not blame her. Well, kind of he, he did, sure saying did. she fell. I mean, like, blame her that caused him. him to do that, like, in a negative way. Well, like, I know when you said he, he, she fell, my thought was immediately he pushed her. If it even happened, but yeah, I, don't I don't think believe it happened, it happened at all. At all. No, no. So basically, he's like, <clears throat> it was a mercy killing. Whatever. And I mean, he, that is just the dumbest excuse I've, I think I've ever heard. Actually, on any true crime podcast, if you're done. a murderer and going to kill someone, just tell the truth. I mean, what do you have to lose? Well, you'll be think, gone. But, Who cares? But killers don't think like we do, <clears throat> no. so they're they think they can talk <clears throat> their way out of it, <clears throat> which makes me wonder if he's done that before. Not that he's beat anybody before, killed anybody before, but I wonder if he was an accomplished liar. And he was able to like talk his parents into believing things. Oh, probably. And lie to them probably. and his family and coworkers. Like, was he just a natural BSer and he could do that? And he thought that maybe someone, but either way, he wrote that before he blew his brains out. So he was diminishing his role in her death the last for minute. For sure. For sure. So um, let's see. Now, uh, my thoughts on this is, and, and I'm wondering, because and, and what we may not never know, but in Moab, Utah, and like I said, I'll show you guys in the video, you have a downplaying of the physical, physical altercation from Gabby, which is typical. This is a typical thing that people that are abused do because she loves him. Yeah. Don't want to um, get him in trouble. Yeah. And then, you know, she might be hard to handle, and she knows that. I mean, she said, I get anxious. I have uh, OCD. Um, She did admit that she hit him as well. But I also feel on the other side, she had no idea the danger she was in. No, I don't either. Absolutely none. And at this point, they've been together, what, three years? Mm -hmm. At least two to three years. So you're just not going to expect your high school sweetheart to kill you. You know, you don't think you'll get that far. And they may have had an argument. I think what happened is they're last seen the 27th. He's aggressive and fighting with everybody in the restaurant. She goes and apologizes. And then I think they got in a bad argument. I bet that infuriated him. Yeah. Yeah. And she probably didn't recognize because, you know, when you're fighting, you're going to say things. The other person's going to say things. You never think that you're going to be on the ground being choked to death, right? And so I think that's what happened. They got in a really big fight and he throttled her. And, uh, And now he's dead too, which is really bad for their family. Um, And then he goes to Utah. He returns. They continue their trip to the Grand Tetons. And, I mean, you know, previous. And then that's when they have the fight. 
Uh, as far as the parents, I want to know what did they know and when did they know it? I wonder if I'll ever know that. And, the, and Gabby's parents <clears throat> want to know well. And so in the lawsuit, hopefully some of that will come to light. Because if they knew from the 13th on that he killed her, they aided and abetted. Yeah. yeah. If they didn't know and he just said, hey, I'm going to go for a hike, then they're innocent. But I don't know how they can win in a lawsuit, um, Gabby Petito's parents, because they do have a right to remain silent and you can't go against you know, the Constitution in that manner. And so I don't know if they'll have a, a case, mm-hmm. but here's what one section of their filing reads. Um, because they believe, so his mom's name is Roberta. And they're suing the parents because of statements in the notebooks that point to the fact that Laundrie's parents knew Gabby was dead, and again, when, and then as well as a letter his mother wrote him after Gabby's death, but before his suicide, that shows that she at least had knowledge of Petito's killing. I dismiss anything that he wrote in the notebook. Now, her letter, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, one section reads, Christopher Laundrie and Roberta Laundrie exhibited extreme and outrageous conduct, which constitutes behavior under the circumstances, which goes beyond all possible bounds of decency and is regarded as shocking, atrocious, and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. I agree. Uh, an honorable action would have dr- would have been to drive her son to the police station and provide him the support needed for a good defense, not hiding and protecting his involvement and making the Petito family suffer like they were. Despite being begged for information to help with the investigation, they remained silent even after he disappeared. Later, they said that Laundrie was upset and could not be persuaded not to leave the house. His uh, remains were cremated and no service was held. Uh, Now, this is from a letter that they wrote to the Laundries. A letter addressed to Laundries' parents was read aloud in in front of news media on September 16th, which detailed Petito's parents begging for help. We know you know the location where Brian left Gabby. We beg you, tell us. As a parent, how could you let us go through this pain and not help us? As a parent, how could you put Gabby's younger brothers and sisters through this? Yeah. Wow. Was there a Agreed. response back? Mm-mm. Oh, no. No responses? Mm-mm. They're silent. And then they have her funeral, you know, once they find her. And her dad said they held it on September 26 in Holbrook. So he's already dead at this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe Petito thanked everyone for their support in wake of his daughter's disappearance, then asked them not to be sad, but rather inspired by Petito and all she embodied. So when you leave here today, be inspired by what she brought to the table because the entire planet knows this woman's name now. And she's inspired a lot of women and a lot of men to do what's best for them first. Put yourself first and do it while you have time. I couldn't be more proud as a father. That makes me so sad. That's terrible. So it's sad. He... Wow. Is saying what we're saying. Put yourself first. You don't deserve abuse. No one deserves abuse like that. And again, the majority of cases we've done, it's not physical. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what was happening. Eventually, it would have turned physical. Well, absolutely. There was mental. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, uh, Britain, they recognize... Um, gaslighting, love bombing, 
control, manipulation, isolation. They've pieced together the puzzle of what abusive people do, and they've made it against the law. So when they see that, they will arrest someone. And, And so I wish America would recognize... And I think they are. I know the Dirty John case has really yes. brought that to yeah. light. And plus, she travels and talks right. about what happened. Mm-hmm. He right. never hit her. So you have to like recognize abuse. And where you start is if you, like if you, to me, if you could go back to the little girl you were with all the hopes and dreams that you had, ask yourself, would I treat that little girl like I'm being treated? And if the answer is no, get away. It doesn't matter how much you've invested in the relationship, how much you've invested financially, get away. Right. And that decision is painful, but it's a guarantee on the other side, as you create the life you really want, you will be so much more happy and you won't even care about the person that you left. Right. And so I think that's what he's saying, you know. So like a lot of the cases we've outlined, Gabby was naive she was young. Trusting. And she was very trusting. Yeah. She didn't recognize the danger. And another thing I want to tell people, too, is if you are in a relationship where there's like a repeated pattern of arguments, et cetera, mm-hmm. where you are so helpless feeling and powerless feeling that you feel you have to hit, yeah. get out. Yeah. Again, it's not healthy. So even if there's not abuse and you're just having arguments, but you feel so angry or helpless that you you hit the other person, that right there is toxic, and it can lead to intimate partner homicide. And so people need to recognize these things. And I will say this too, um, you know, the ability to change someone else is a myth. Absolutely. People have got to get past that. The only person you're responsible for, the only emotional state you're responsible for is your own. And women especially have got to figure out you cannot change that person. And if you know someone has to be changed, why would you want to be with them? I think I we're mean, all growing. Yeah. And it's not so much like you're changing the other person. This is what I tell people you know, that are in marriages I mentor. The the beauty of a healthy marriage is each spouse influences the other. Yes. Each spouse makes the person better. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you know, one. And you can be, make them better. There may be conflict, but your influence upon them creates an urge and a response in them to mm-hmm. be a better person. Vice versa. You're not changing them, right? Yeah. And so that's what that looks like, where in this case, and it even goes for friends. If you right. have people in your life that are not making you better, mm-hmm. you probably need to get away as well. Right. right? From them. So, 100%. Now, let's finish up this part. <clears throat> the role of social media. Okay, so there. this is one of the videos, and we're only going to play um, a couple minutes. But this is a couple that saw the van. This 27th, 2021, we got camera footage going through the Grand Tetons Park around 6 to 6.30 p.m., this is at the Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area. We, um, we got there and there was a huge gravel lot and we decided we wanted to try to drive more toward the back because we had heard the views were better back there. So we were heading back on this long dirt gravel road. 
page, we came across a white van that had Florida plates, a small white van. We were going to stop and say hi because we're from Florida too, but the van was completely dark. There was nobody there, so we decided to continue on our way. Yeah, the van looked like it was pretty much uh, kind of abandoned. We figured maybe they were out hiking or they were just chilling inside. There was no doors open. You know, it was just um, just kind of, you know, neat to see a Florida plate, you know, on the other side of the country. It's not something you see all the time. But we wanted to include this in the video just in any way that we can help and get this out there to be able to find Gabby Petito. So if you could share it, if you know anything um please don't hesitate yeah we're as we're coming up on it we're approaching it up here on the left hand side this is most definitely gabby petito's board transit van it's kind of wild like it's sane a little bit because we drove past we actually weren't able to find any sites and we ended up driving back through saw it again but here it is on the left so and i slowed it down so you can possibly see it a little bit better but kind of freaky for a late Saturday evening, but we just kind of had a brain fart. Oh, my God, there's that van. So if you get anybody can help, I know the FBI is looking for all the help they can get on the case. Guys, these are strangers yeah. trying yeah. to help this mm -hmm. woman they had never even seen before. Yeah. And it, the parents who knew her. Now, there's a video... Okay, this is a uh, final one. So this was a, a social media as well. Um, go away, all these pop-ups. And so this was on TikTok, and I think she's one of the ones that gave him a, a ride. So this is a view of the whole um, journey with Brian. So that's the top at the park at Coulter Bay. And then we drove him to this dam right here. Then at the dam, we dropped him off at this little turnout, and he said he was going to walk across the street to the parking lot, which was full of people, to continue hitchhiking um, and look for a ride because he freaked out when I said Jackson Hole. He said we needed to pull over, even though Jackson and Jackson Hole are the same thing. It's the same town itself. This is the text I sent to my mom at 6.09 right when he got out of the car saying I was okay because she was freaking out. This is at the park or at the pickup location, and um, we were taking a shower. We then walked across, and our car was parked on the left side of the picture, and he talked to us, like, right in the middle. And um, he was talking to my boyfriend the entire time, but, like, I was the one actually talking, and he was, like, not frantic, and he was very nice, very polite to us. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. So those those things mm -hmm. coupled with, you know, everything else the FBI and everybody captured, they were able to get them or kudos her to the strangers that actually I know. Cared. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz so, a lot of people I watched the show last night, the screaming for 3 hours and not and one the, person called 911. Well, yes. Not one neighbor. That as well, but again, crazy. The Mm. <coughs> it's infuriating mm. yeah. I knew this girl but yeah yay strangers yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they moved well and the phenomenon of not calling 911 so this is maybe a final tip to leave people with um, first I just want to you know social media is to me like a love-hate relationship right mm -hmm. and this right here is the shining yeah. point right. of social media I mean it's absolutely fabulous but the phenomenon of not calling 911 um 
that was studied. Remember that New York case in the 60s or 70s? I believe it was either in Brooklyn or Bronx where this girl was stabbed and raped in the foyer of her apartment and not Mm -hmm. a single person called the police. People even opened the door and saw this man. Well, first there were witnesses that saw him pursuing her outside. She gets in her foyer and people look out to see what's happening and he Uh looks up as he's raping her and then stabs her and they just shut their doors and no one called the police and, and there was, was a case York. in the yeah. street back i think before that a girl was getting murdered and raped and people could see it out of their windows mm-hmm. and not one person did wow. anything so here's Crazy. the thing is don't and this is what they found out when there's a crowd that's around a crime everybody thinks someone sense. else will call the police it doesn't matter yeah. call the police can't call enough yeah it's okay whenever but if there's not a crowd and they will you tell can... you yes we've received a call or we've received calls yeah mm-hmm. they'll tell you yep we've already got the calls <clears throat> yeah. uh when we the gunshots that happened in yeah. our neighborhood yeah uh everybody was on the phone calling the cops yeah. you know yeah. i think we were probably the first which is surprising you know trying to get my weapon loaded and my <gasps> right. slippers and all that stuff slippers you can't assume somebody is doing call the yeah, police call. you could save someone one's life if they yeah. would have done that in new york that woman would have been alive probably wow outline of a murder is a mr joseph production what do you think joseph ah!